0: What's up everyone, how you doing? Welcome to another episode of Coffee with Colin. My name is Colin Egglesfield and this show is all about sharing with you inspirational material and content so that you can go out there into the world and pursue your dreams and your goals and all that good, great stuff. Uh, One of my dreams, one of my goals is to have a film at the Sundance Film Festival. So I was there this weekend and doing some networking and uh, met up with my producing partners. And as we move through our careers and we move through life, you know, a lot of the times we want to eventually get to a place where we're able to elevate where we are at and that requires us a lot of the times to get out of our comfort zone and uh oh is it echoing let's see we should probably check my sound here How do we get out of it? uh okay i think we should be good the lovely challenges of doing in-home production studio Um, So tonight's guest is someone who's going to be able to share with us some insight and knowledge about how he has created longevity in his career. And uh, as we figure out our sound here, I just want to make sure that we uh, are okay. My lovely assistant, Miriam, is backstage. And we're going to get this taken care of. Okay. I think we should be good now. So as i was saying we are as we move through life and we get to a place where we've accomplished certain things we want to elevate and that requires a lot of the time for us to get out of our comfort zone to to meet new people and essentially be someone that we maybe never thought was capable of accomplishing some things. And a lot of the times those negative thoughts in our head are the things that hold us back in life. So this show is all about sharing with you some inspiration and some insight on how to get out of that, that mental space of sometimes where we feel stuck or we feel like we're maybe not where we want to be at life. So tonight's guest, I'm very excited because he's he's essentially created so much success for himself in uh, in Hollywood and on the stage on Broadway. And uh, he's gonna tell us all about how he's created this longevity in his career. And uh, as we get through uh, towards the end, of course, we're gonna be doing our particular Pick 6. So if you haven't downloaded the particular app, the particular app is the best movie curating app. And uh, it was great to be in Sundance this weekend, being able to, to help my buddy Todd promote that. and uh, And essentially keep pushing my projects forward um and on the topic of projects i've got a couple of things coming up i've got my inspire course starting this sunday january 30th so there's still time to jump in that inspires my six week goal setting course where you set massive goals and essentially create a new story for yourself where you get to essentially be a screenwriter and you get to create yourself to be the movie star in your own life script so this is powerful manifestation it is powerful goal goal setting And each week I assign a different movie that corresponds to the theme for that week. And uh, in addition to that, I'm super excited to announce that in April, I'm going to be doing a live Inspire event. I'm partnering up with this lovely woman named Melissa Fierro, and she's got a retreat that she's invited me to come and speak and essentially do a five day live Inspire course. So this is uh, something that you can check out on the website. Just go to crowningphoenix.org and you can read more about it. We're going to be doing meditation. We're going to be doing breath work. We're going to be doing um, five days of Inspire. So this is something that I would love for you guys to come and check out. Um, It's in Mexico in Tulum. I've been to Tulum one time. It is a beautiful, gorgeous place and the perfect place to host a retreat like this. So it's going to be awesome and amazing. Uh, we've already started to sell some tickets, so be sure to, if you want to come, let us know right away because uh, because we are going to be opening this up, and only I think ten people, uh, ten to fifteen people are going to be um, are going to be on this retreat. So you better make your decision quick and fast if you want to jump in. Uh, you can also shoot us an email at info at colinegglesfield. Dot com. And without further ado, ladies and gents, I'm going to introduce my next guest. So this incredibly successful actor and director, producer, he has been working in the business for over five decades and uh, he's won a ton of awards. And what I really like and admire about what he's doing is that he's he's essentially now creating projects that have. A, uh, that create awareness around social injustices and environmental issues and underserved voices. Um, you're going to rec- recognize this guy because he's been in so many movies that we all have seen. Uh, he was in Pearl Harbor, with Will, uh, Independence Day with Will Smith, Pearl Harbor with Ben Affleck. He actually started out on Risky Business with Tom Cruise, and he essentially got his start acting on Sesame Street when he was four years old. Um, so I'm excited to uh, to talk to him about that, what that experience was like. And he's worked with a ton of incredibly famous and successful actors and actresses. Uh, he was also on the show Once Upon a Time with my lovely co-star Jennifer Goodwin. And he's done Murder on the First, The Guardian. And he just uh, directed a movie, which I can't wait to see. Um, it's all about the Landly Theater. And it is... Uh, something we're going to be talking about because as I'm now getting into producing, um, I'd love to hear what that experience was like. And then on top of that, he's got a four-part docuseries for KCET PBS streaming called 10 uh, Days in Watts. And that's going to air on February 12th and 19th. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit more about that project and uh, and everything else he's working on. So... Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage Mr. Raphael Sabarge. <laughs> Thank you for such a wonderful
1: introduction. Oh my gosh. Wow. How are you doing? Nice I'm
0: you. good. I've got I've,
1: I've got my coffee cup and I'm I'm ready for for coffee excellent. with Colin. <laughs> yes, excellent, excellent. Um so I just
0: yeah. got back from the Sundance Film Festival. How um, was it? It was amazing. It was amazing. Have you been? Have you had films I, there? I I haven't had films there, but what, what did you see? Did you see any films you liked? Uh, I'm embarrassed to say that I didn't oh. um, I was there basically to network. And, uh, you know, now that I'm in Scottsdale, um, it's not as easy for me to just have coffee or lunch with uh, my producing partners and directors. Right. And so it's a great place because people were coming in from obviously L.A., New York, Atlanta.
1: So. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 No, that's great. That's great. It's yeah. a it's a it's a very exciting place to to mingle for sure.
0: Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, have you ever uh, been yeah. to uh, the Cannes Film Festival, by chance?
1: I have not. That's one yeah. I would love to go to. Goodness. Uh, yeah. That would be really, yeah. That's I mean, you can't beat the location, right? So yeah. have you been?
0: I have. I have a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, definitely a, that's a... definitely a great festival. And I've been to movies at that festival and everyone's, you know, black tie, dresses. I mean, it's just like you're in the South. so world. great. It's so great, great. great. Yeah. It's really. And the movies end literally like. 10, 20 minutes standing ovations. It's, oh, it's, yeah. It's wow. Really, yeah. Wow. Threat. So that's one of my dreams, Rafael, to have a, a film at the Film Festival and uh, at its Sundance. So here we are. Let's manifest it, shall we? <laughs> yes, let's do it. Colin, let's go, man. All right. So, um yeah. So you've been, man, super successful in uh, working in the business. Um, was, I mean, obviously you come from a uh, entertainment family entertainment background family your mom was a cast or a uh, wardrobe stylist sorry uh, no she, she was a, uh,
1: a Broadway costume designer Dr. theatrical mm-hmm. costume designer and uh, my dad was a uh, you know a, an artist and a writer and a filmmaker um, but they both met at Yale um, at the Yale drama school and and um, uh, that's where everything kind of started I guess for me I <clears throat> but they 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 were absolutely a sort of a artists and, you know, and imaginative thinkers. And um, I got the benefit of literally growing up backstage, uh, you know, as a little kid, it was it was uh, fun and dynamic, for sure.
0: Yeah. So that obviously New York, Broadway. I mean, were you literally like playing by and backstage while, you know, actors <laughs> were just out and
1: yeah. I would hang out with the actors. I would age costumes with my mother, you know, because that was really fun to put dirt yeah. and kind of grime and mud on things, you know. Um, and and then, you know, I would, you know, my my um, my mom was an amazing uh, artist as well. She, you know, hand drew all of her sketches. So watching her evolve, that was thrilling. And uh, my dad was a painter and, you know, prolific. Um, so, <clears throat> I, I mean, it just was sort of a, you know, kind of a, um, I guess, a, a, an artsy fartsy, Background: We lived in a commune, um, you know, in 1969, 70, in the Lower East Side, and um, yeah, it's kind of definitely um, a a little, a little
0: (laughs) out of the mainstream. Yeah, yeah. What was that like? Was it where you essentially had everyone helping raise everyone's kids, and you know, eat together? And you know, it was a commune um, that was sort of corralled
1: around um, the ideas of really at the time fighting for. Peace in Vietnam, and and really marching on Washington, and um, really uh, protesting, <clears throat> and and bringing you know kind of the voice to uh, what was at that time that what felt like, you know, a country going the wrong direction, and and, and that was you know we were we were um, a lot of young people. My dad was at the time making a documentary film about the time. It's called "Ira, You'll Get into Trouble," and 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 basically. Um, it was a lot of people who just kind of lived and corralled and wonderful music and great community. And I mean, I was a little kid, right. But, but I, but I have vivid vivid memories of of living there.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. I lived in New York city for a total of eight years. And what I just love about New York is the diversity. And um, I mean, it's, it's the best melting pot for, you know, meeting people from all over the world. It really opened up my perspective to uh, just different ways of, you know, how people, you know, how they were raised, uh, you know, what religion, and and just being able to then travel, and uh, be exposed to that type of culture, definitely was something I miss about New York City.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's it's the it's the ultimate melting pot for sure. Here, Yeah.
0: great people watching, no doubt.
1: Yes, <laughs> no doubt. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, so you, um, go, going through your career was. Uh, was acting something that you just knew obviously you started out on Sesame Street at four years old was that something that you were really aware of at that young age or was it just something that you not at all I I I
1: fell I I fell into it um you know they were at the time you know doing um filming Sesame Street in the Lower East Side and so they needed kids and I kind of fell into it my mother was my stage mother as it were um but we did a few of them and I mean, and I have vivid memories of meeting Oscar the Grouch and Big Bird, so vivid. And then uh, Bob uh, sat us on the stoop. Um, he just passed away recently, by the way. Um, uh, Bob Bob McGrath. But he he sang a song to us, and and then Mr. Hooper, who was the you know, put me on a donkey, and we talked about you know donkeys and horses. I <laughs> I um i understand that they offered me a contract my mother told me this years later and she said no she didn't want to be a stage mother and she said look this is way too tough you know i fell into this but if if i wanted to do this i'd had to do it on my own so <clears throat> i was i was about 13 when i decided that i wanted to be um 12 going to 13. I, i'd done plays um uh, at seven and then i did some plays at the Yale rep um you know my around i was around 11 uh 10 or 11 and um but I decided to be an actor at 12 and then moved to New York, moved back to New York from, from Connecticut. And, and then called an actress friend and said, what do I do? And she said, well, here's my agent's phone number, call them. And so I, I just as my mother had sort of said, I did it on my own. Um, and there were no child labor laws at the time. So I just would bring the ch- contracts home to be signed, but I would get myself to the set and I would, you know, one of the first things I, I, I got was a Jell-O commercial, which got me my SAG card. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, um, Basically, you know, I was a very precocious kid and and there's public transportation in New York. So I started studying um, and, and just working with wonderful teachers. I, I uh, did my first Broadway show at 16 um, and then starred, you know, was in, in a big movie, n- not starred, but, you know, co-starred in Risky Business, which was at 18. Um, and and then just kept working. Um, I've I've been really fortunate to be an actor for so long. Um, and I and I, um, you know, the evolution of becoming a director is <clears throat> happened about I don't know 11 12 years ago um, but it, it it was an evolution of just sort of taking a concept of storytelling and then basically turning it into something um, where you could tell it visually and 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 not just be so focused on on one yeah. character
0: yeah um, would you say that uh, you had an idea of how you wanted your career to to be when you were younger or, or did you just kind of Come and audition and and uh just take what you were able to get at the time did you have like an, a like a career path or like a idea of what you wanted to do as far as like 10 20 30 years into your career
1: you know i i didn't um i mean i i i you know you look back on your career you look back in your life and you think you know feel, you know when you're in it you're it feels like you're just zigzagging all over the place and then you all mm-hmm. over the place and then you look back Sort of like, look down the highway, and 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 it feels like a very straight path, right? I mean, it, it's funny how um, how that goes. I, I think you know, uh, you know, as they say, you make plans and God laughs, um, you know, as it were. Mm-hmm. I, I I do obviously have, uh, I'm I'm very focused, and I and I have a sense of kind of what I want to do, but what how that manifests itself, what happens, or what what comes as a result of that. Yeah. I'm always sort of amazed and sort of, um, uh, you know, humbled and, and, and then, you know, kind of, um, grateful, <laughs> uh, yeah. because I, you know, it's, it's extremely difficult. I mean, I, you know, I, I, people say, you know, how do you become an actor? Do you think I should be an actor? And I, and I say, well, if you, if you're asking then no, um, I couldn't <laughs> tell you that it's, it's way too hard. Um, it's, it's, it, there's so much rejection. Um, and, um, uh, and you have to be very determined and have a strong sense of yourself. My my son um, Django, when he was in in preschool, he's eighteen now. But when he was in preschool, I, I dropped him off, and apparently the teacher said to him, uh, Django, your 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 dad, he he looks familiar. What, uh, how would I know him? What does he do? And he yeah. thought for someone, um, he auditions. <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, from his point of view, that's what I do. I mean, you know, as an actor, you're basically looking for more work and, and you're looking for new opportunities and you're, and you're basically, for all the things that I have done, I can give you 50 or a hundred things that I, that I perhaps was up, up for and, and, and didn't get for whatever combination of reasons. And, and, and that's, just, that's just the way it goes. That's for every single actor, you know. Yeah. Um, you, you have to sort of find a way to manage your own, um, you know, have your own North Star. Uh, you know, figure out what your true West is and then just keep going there, uh, going in that direction, because that's, that's, um, uh, that's the only way you can, you can survive, honestly. Otherwise it just takes you down.
0: You mentioned manifestation. Are you into that sort of like law of attraction, manifestation, visualization exercises to, to create what you want in your life?
1: I've done I've done a lot of reading and, and, and work in that area, and I and I find it um, very helpful. I do I do believe that, you know, um, how we think of ourselves is a powerful reflection of who we are. Um, and um, but, you know, I get depressed and anxious and, and, and you know, crazy like the best of them. You know, I, I mean, I, I don't I don't feel like I ever have a I don't feel like I've got it. Like oh now I've got it you know I man I, I you know it's it's one of those things it's like you know, it's like when you're sailing you have to basically kind of reorient your sail constantly to kind of go in yeah. the right direction so in a way um, when when I feel like I'm off course I I, I try to go back to um, really really connecting to my sense of gratitude about what, you know, some people, <laughs> the other day someone said to me, you know, when you can't fall asleep, don't count sheep, count gratitudes, you know, and, and I, and I love that, Um, you know, kind of just finding a way to yeah. continue to um, realize how, you know, where, and, and, and honestly, even when things have been the worst, that's where I'm going back to my sense of gratitude um, because that's where you really need to kind of, soften, not harden, not get angry, not tense up and, and just continue yeah. to be sort of available to what comes. Um, I, you know, I, I think it's very important to continue to extend kindness to other people, even small kindnesses. I mean, I, I, you know, I live in New York and, and you walk by someone and it, and it's funny sometimes how someone just smiling at you when they walk by yeah. just to give you like a hello can make yeah. your whole day, you know, yeah. your whole day and and you know getting into a shop and someone say oh let me help you with that like oh wow thank you you know i i really um those things are are wonderful when you receive them and and i and i try i aspire to trying to sort of find ways to sort of um do that do i always do it no am i perfect absolutely not but Mm -hmm. but it's something that i aspire to again in that whole sense of like finding your true north keep heading sometimes you get pulled off right heavy winds you know torrential rains uh you know but but just if you keep trying to go like oh i keep trying to course correct so that i'm going in that direction that that in a way has been my way of manifesting and and re uh reconnecting with what seems essential um yeah i don't know if that makes sense
0: yeah no definitely and speaking of you mentioned anxiety um with Acting, auditioning—you know—when I first started acting, I I loved acting. I loved acting class, but it was there was something weird about. As soon as I would go to an audition, I just would freeze up, and I would get so nervous, and you know, just sweaty armpits. And um, that's when I went on this path of trying to find out what is it about, you know, being in that type of environment or that situation, and you know, doing therapy and personal development classes and all that stuff realized that, you know, a lot of it just has to do with fear of being judged and fear of not being good enough. And, um, and just talking to, uh, you know, my other actor friends and, and casting directors. And as I started to work, I realized everyone's terrified. (laughs) Everyone's afraid of like failure and, um, and, and they're conscious of it, but they don't let it stop them. And like you were saying, when you just, Course correct and and uh, and reconnect to that north star, which for me is um, not making it about myself. But when I do audition, one of my acting teachers gave me uh, a good piece of advice. She said that audition is not for you to go in and get; it's for you to go into that room and help the director, the casting director, and the producers find the best actor for that role. So when you right. walk into the room, it's this attitude of of giving and saying here this is what i got that's it may may not be me but and and, you know and
1: i and i've been in auditions because i've 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 led auditions i've auditioned actors i've 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 taught acting uh for years and i and i coach actors and and i you know you can really smell it when an actor walks in and has that sense of kind of like you know what about me you know you know if you if you you know the, the whole thing of training to be an actor is all about really getting to a place where your self-consciousness and the noise around your self-consciousness is is quieted right that there's a that you can just be with where you are with the person in front of you and yep. and you can um, you're not in your head. You're not thinking, am I having a good hair day? <clears throat> you know, do I, do I, look fat in this? You know, <laughs> I mean, those fleeting thoughts may come through, but, but, but to kind of continue to kind of like almost in a, I like get a meditation, you know, where you kind of like, if your mind wanders to just come back to being present, mm-hmm. listening, listening, yep. if you're listening, then you're, then you're in a soft place, right? If you're, if you're trying to do something, then you're, trying to be manipulative or you're trying to be you know positional or, or, or strategic i guess yeah. um uh, there's the great actors are 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 just astoundingly present right and and you don't feel anything you don't feel like they're trying to you know kind of elbow elbow the scene they're just letting it happen you know they're getting in the canoe and they're letting it happen and they're trusting that and yeah. and that's you know, that's what the training does. That's what the, um, that's what, you know, years of working and working and working and trying to sort of connect to where you feel like you are, um, you know, a part of something that feels like yours when it's coming from you, then, 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 then there's no, like, if I asked you what your name is, you don't have to think about that. Right. Right. If, if, right. It's like, it's Colin, you know, coffee with Colin. Um, (laughs) but, but the point is that when you get to the material, if you can, get to that place where you're just able to be with it mm-hmm. and just you know f- connect to your story connect to what you're doing Th- that's the place where then you're not there's no room to think about how am i doing because right. then you just my name's colin like you don't have to think like, how did i say that is that right mm-hmm. Did i do it right Did i say it? no it's just it, it's your truth right yeah. and and that truth then communicates and then that also then all the self-consciousness falls away
0: yeah and as far as like going into these auditions or even being on broadway i am Broadway is a dream of mine. But again, it's like whenever I go to a Broadway theater, I just I get it's like a spiritual experience. Um, Do you do any like relaxation exercises or meditations to help quiet the noise? And how do you prepare and like you said, quiet that self-conscious voice?
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I've meditated for 25 years um, and it's it's been, uh, you know, I don't proselytize, but it's an important part of my day. You know, it's an important part of my day. Um, I, you know, I know lots of wonderful actors who don't, but it's important for me. It helps me. Um, I, you know, when you're doing a show, obviously opening night is tough um, uh, because it matters because the New York Times is there because mm-hmm. the whole life of the entire show depends on that one review. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, I once, you know, we had a, we had a, <laughs> I did a show once where uh, we'd already had the New York Times and all the major, but then there's a second night where they have the second stringers, which is like the London Times and the Chicago Times and like all the other papers from around the world who wanna to come to Broadway opening. And I was told that there were literally 350 critics, second stringers in the audience. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. okay, okay, here we go. And so, you know, uh, the simple things are, you know, am I breathing? Um, am I am I listening? Um, am I, you know, able to feel my feet under me? Do I do my am I connected to my body? You know, all of those things are, are ways to be able to kind of get in present time and present space. And when you are, then you can actually just create from there. And, and yeah. you know, it just all seems possible then. And, and you're not thinking like, oh, my God, am I doing it wrong? Or, are they being critical? It's like, screw that. I'm here. Yeah. And I'm like I'm doing this, and 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 that's where suddenly, like in the Lazy Susan, you sort of turn the anxiety to the back, and you lead them with "I'm here, I'm present, and I'm I'm making this happen. This moment's happening," and and that's that's what you aspire to. Do I do that all the time? No. Have I had terrible, nervous, ang- anxious events? Absolutely. Have I gotten better views? One hundred percent. But it all becomes part of it, you know. And 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 the idea again, I guess, is the last thing I'll say about this is just to say is that it's like threading a needle, right? You, you take the needle, you take, pick the thread and you go through the needle. You try and get it into the head of the needle. You don't do it once and go, oh, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm awful. I can never do this again. This is really bad. What you do is you hold the needle and you keep trying to thread the needle, right? You just keep trying to get it in you just slowly. And then finally, I'm through. But, but, but the idea is to sort of, again, keep your focus on trying to actually, the action of connecting you know, yeah. the thread, to the needle in this case. And and that's that's where so much can happen.
0: Yeah. Um, one of my, uh, yeah, it was one of my acting teachers. She said that, um, you know, with the acting, obviously the actual on stage and in front of the camera is so little of the actual time that it takes to do the auditioning. And in the grand scheme of life, like the actual amount of time that we are doing what we love to do is so minuscule compared to, like the career. And she described it where, you know, like when you go to a really nice dinner, she said, you know, when you're sitting at a nice restaurant and you're enjoying your, your, the company of the people that you're with, the actual eating of the food is such a small part of a dining experience. But she said, it's all about, it's everything. It's the auditioning. It's the, it's doing the therapy. It's, uh, working out and taking good care of yourself that creates this whole uh the whole essence of what it means to be an actor or a movie star and uh what i try to use is whenever colin doesn't feel like going to the gym or whenever colin wants to just sit on the couch and watch netflix i literally just say well what would what would a movie star do what like what what does you know what is that uh, I guess the being used by the distinction of whatever it is that you wanna create in your life. And I, I essentially discovered this by when I was auditioning for all these different types of characters. And you, you gotta find out what the essence of these different characters are. And, and by taking on these qualities of these characters that I was auditioning for, I started to realize that we essentially create our self-identity without even knowing it, a lot of the times unconsciously, we create this identity that we call Colin or Raphael. And I realize that it's, it really is just that mind switch of being intentional and thinking about, you know, what it is you, what kind of life do you want to have? And by doing that, you grow massively more empowered um, because, you know, you have to let go of sometimes that victim mentality or, or that sort of thing that may, you know, get us attention, but it's that's definitely something that I've learned from acting that has helped me immensely in my life.
1: I mean, look, it's an art form. It's a craft, you know, um, just like carpentry, you know, it's, it's a craft and it, and it takes time. Um, um, And even if you have, you know, uh, talent, it's really about then refining your talent and then learning how to, you know, really dial it in. I'm constantly looking at ways to kind of try and grow. And, and I'm, I say, you know, not with false humility, that I I am a student of the art. Um, I am endlessly curious about how it works and what what can be done. And and I think again, that's just sort of an open mind, and and that you know, gives us opportunities to be able to kind of discover and 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 grow. You know, it's all about just
0: continuing to grow. Yeah, and failing forward is another concept I've always liked. Um, yeah. Brings me to my next question: Have you ever forgotten your lines? like in a play or on Broadway and what was that? What did you do? How'd you get through it? Yeah, I actually have a story where um, I did. I was on Broadway doing
1: a show and um, it was a it was a play called Twilight of the Golds and um, it was at a beautiful theater called the Booth Theater and, and it was a matinee. I'd done the show at that point about 220 times. Wow. I knew my lines. So I, I, like I, I didn't, but it was one of those matinees where Everyone was kind of came in, it was loud, it was rainy. So there was lots of like umbrellas. And then there was a, there was a, someone in the audience had a, like a hearing aid, you know, and they turned like the, oh, it was no. really loud. And it was so loud that it literally just sort of pierced it. Like, it was like someone had thrown a, a, a like a harpoon at me and I was like, and I suddenly I was like, um, uh, and then someone called out from the audience, I can't hear you. <laughs> And it was a combination of those two things that I—it just threw me. Like I literally fell off, you know, fell off the surfboard. And I—and and then someone said, "Oh, look what you did! You upset him." <laughs> and I—and I—and I, and I said, "I said I'm sorry. I'm up." And I literally had to walk off stage for a second, catch my breath, like, oh, uh, and yeah. then come back on stage. And then every time I came on stage, because they all felt bad, I got. <laughs> I got got entrance applause, which was really funny. You know, look, it's live theater, crazy things happen, you know, and, and that's again, what's so exciting about it.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you have a preference of theater or, or television film?
1: No, no. um, I, I, I I love being able to go between all of them. I mean, I, I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, and now I'm directing, right. So I'm, I'm actually, it's, which is another form of storytelling. I mean, I, Mm -hmm. I, it is a privilege. It is an absolute privilege every single day that I get to do what I do. And I am, you know, um, I, I don't ever take it for granted. And, and, and I, I am um, I'm passionate about it. It's, you know, both my passion and my church and my my, you know, um, deep in my soul. Uh, you know, it's it's important to me. And so I'm, I'm looking for ways to do it. Uh, I mean I used to do television commercials as I mentioned to you you know how do you how do you make a television commercial work you know do an episode of television where you do one episode or even just a few scenes how do you how how do you make that work um do a video game you know that's an, another interesting thing or or voiceovers um uh for national geographic or you know the commercials i've done or or you know um uh broadway or, or or you know in this case then being behind the camera how do you find a way to actually um tell a story and connect with your audience and create an emotional impact that that's that's what you know how do you create how do you make someone feel without telling them how to feel how do you actually sort of open up a window or a door into something that feels like it's um an opportunity for us to feel what it's like to be a human you know and 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 the and the connectedness of of being you know uh being a part of the human race as it were you know
0: what would you say your favorite projects has been that you've worked on as an actor or as a director, Yeah, as, as an actor?
1: Uh, I, there's so many, I mean, I, you know, there's different things for different, I mean, I, you know, obviously I, I, I do love, um, I, I do love, um, you know, the Once Upon a Time and the Mass Effect, which, you know, have enormous audiences and they have huge fan bases and they, and they were wonderful, wonderful, wonderful to work on. Um, I, but there have been so many wonderful, th- other amazing things that I've got to to do. And and um, it's like asking, you know, which one of your children do you love the most? You know, in a way there there, I mean, there's some that I could happily not have ever done. Um I won't mention which ones they they are, but but they're they're, you know, it's it's um in a career obviously they are ones that that are better than others. But but certainly um um it's amazing to have been a part of risky business. It's amazing to have been an Independence Day. It's amazing to have you know been on Broadway five times. It's amazing and to work with Jason Robards and Colleen Dewhurst. It's uh I did a play with you know Al Pacino and and with Frank Langella and and um you know, and Kevin Spacey and, you know, and, and lots of wonderful actors. Um, there's um, working with great artists is a, is a, is a, again, uh, is a privilege and, 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 uh, and challenges you to be,
0: to be a better actor. What would you say is some of the biggest challenges you've faced in your career that you've had to overcome to get to where you're at? Uh,
1: you know, I'm, I'm aware of the fact that I, um, Uh, one of the hard things for a lot of actors is, is being able to go through transitions in your life Mm. and and being able to, um, you know, what worked for me when I was in my twenties didn't work for me when I was in my thirties. I had to figure out, I had to reorient myself. And then you go through periods where you're not working, like you're swinging and missing. Um, um, what worked for me, you know, in my forties, you know, again, you, you you have to continue to kind of find ways to grow. Um, the the reason why I stepped into being a director was I was interested in also just sort of expanding and challenging myself and trying to find other ways to be able to, um, uh, storytell and, and, and also to put my focus on someone else. And, And then to have a bigger canvas, um, you know, this, this, um, this piece that's going to be coming out on PBS in, in uh, next month for Black History Month is called 10 Days in Watts. And, and it is a, it's a four-part docuseries. Um, it's uh, an amazing story about, a, a, you know, a neighborhood that's, that's really uh, challenged by, um, uh, by, by essentially a, a lack of uh they're wildly underserved and and challenged uh, in many many ways. Mm-hmm. Um, I got invited in to tell this story about um, this amazing community organization. At the center of it is this father son story, and and um, it is essentially a father son, and then you know now a third generation family who are, are committed to actually. Um, their mission is to improve the lives of the citizens of Watts and the surrounding communities. That's, that's the, the mission statement of this, of this community center that we focus on. But what they also do is uh, what happens in, in the course of the film, uh, sorry, in the, in the series is um, there's a garden, a farm, uh, uh, a farm park that opened uh, right at in the middle of Watts to two and a half acre farm, uh, right Mm -hmm. at the foot of Jordan Downs, uh, which is one of the more, Notorious housing projects, and and um, it, it is a um, it, that's we we it basically opened during the pandemic, and then we we followed it uh, ten days up to the actual opening of the farm, and, and and we tell this legacy story, but then we also connected with just astounding members of the community, Watts people who have been uh, been through so much, but have have really just speak about resilience, speak about ways in which they want to take their experiences and 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 help others, uh, you know, like a lighthouse. And, and and this is a it's a I call it a, a sort of a patchwork mosaic of resilience, um, uh, because the people that I spoke to, the humanity and the depth and the breadth of their experiences and then their commitment to actually trying to sort of help others is so moving. Um, and, and it's interesting because, you know, people know Watts for the Watts riots. Um, uh, watts um if you speak to someone from watts they will call it a revolt wasn't because they they were interesting and now as we think about you know in the specter of 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 what we learned since george floyd but both of the of the of the revolts came precipitated by by police violence and Mm -hmm. and and this um um this was the case. This is a community that suffered greatly um as a result of those riots those this revolt. but they have um in this case um you know really continued to sort of exhibit enormous sense of pride about the neighborhood, caring about one another and 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 the opening of the farm is sort of a metaphor for this sort of uh kind of giving back you know going back to the earth, going back to the ground and 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 really kind of trying to and a sense of renewal um I'm, you know, I, I was really privileged to be invited in as a, as a, as a white man into a black and brown community. And, and I, I, uh, Tim Watkins who runs this community center really, um, I'd done some other pieces that sort of is where I'd met him on this film called LA foodways. And, and, um, he, uh, he really said he wanted me to do this. He was, he was really intent on making sure that I did do it. And and he said, he told me that he felt I had the sensitivities to do it. And, and because of this, I, I got really access to a a, a remarkable, uh, <laughs> just remarkable people of great character. And, and they, they tell a story in their own words. Um, anyway, it will be on, um, February 12th and February 19th. There'll be back-to-back episodes. It's, um, on, on each night and, and um, they, uh, you can stream it on PBS or you can watch it on KCET in Los Angeles. Um, but it, it's uh, something I'm, I'm very proud of and I'm proud to have been a part of.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, obviously you're passionate about the, this type of subject matter of making a difference in, in the world and leaving a legacy. What would you say you want your legacy to be um, having worked in the entertainment industry and just being here, sharing who you are. You know, I,
1: I, that's just, I wish I remember this quote. Magic Johnson was asked about, you know, does he know that he was, you know, I'm not comparing myself to Magic Johnson, but it speaks into this sense of legacy. I, I, I'm i not thinking about legacy. Um, you know, I, I'm, re- I'm really just thinking about, you know, trying to, trying to do good work to do honest work to you know tell stories that speak to my heart that connect me to a sense of purpose and or you know i, I all of the films that i've done have seemed to have have a sort of a sense of uh, conscience and social um social justice i guess and and wanting to illustrate and or you know i i, I call them uh, creating content with a conscience you know th- these are these are stories of people uh who have not maybe had their stories heard, um, who maybe, um, uh, don't have a sense of kind of what, uh, you know, maybe don't have an opportunity to be able to kind of talk about complex things. And, 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 and so the idea is whether it be environmentally based or whether it be, you know, again, uh, social justice or, you know, uh, food justice, uh, you know, or, um, recently I the other film that I made, which is now in theaters in New York city is called only in theaters, uh, which is about a, a, another family business, a four generation family business who, um, run an art house cinema chain. Um, it's called the Lemley theaters. And, and there's been a Lemley in the movie business since there's been a movie business, the original Lemley, Carl Lemley, uh, founded universal pictures, um, and did 800 movies, including, you know, Hunchback of Notre Dame and, and, and Phantom mm-hmm. of the Opera and on and on. But, but, but there are two brothers who essentially that he saved from the Holocaust and both brought them to America. And they opened an art house cinema chain that has had this enormous effect on filmmakers. It's a family mission that has been about supporting the art of film and the filmmakers who make them and then nurturing the audiences who love them. Um, and they've done that for 85 years. Um, there's something about that story, again, <clears throat> in, the conglomerized, con- con- in the conglomerate uh, world that we live in. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't get that. Uh, <laughs> but but yeah, in the, in, yeah, uh, in the, you know, big fish eating small fish and all of us working for multinational corporations, et cetera. Um, this is a, f- this is a story about a family business who cares uh, about artists. And, and that seemed, you know, there's a great quote from from Arthur Miller, uh, Death of a Salesman, and he talks about, you know, attention must be paid. Um, that That's probably, if I had sort of a, a thing that I that I cared about is trying to find stories that illustrate and or speak to a sense of um, purpose and or contribution or mission and you know um, um, I, I there are so many stories that really illustrate the dark side of things. I mean, even with the environmental films that I made, and we know the terrible, terrible stories. I, I always tried to sort of really. Um, Connect the dots as to what was happening, but then also try to sort of leave people not with a false sense of hope, but with a sense of possibility. Mm. I, I feel like if we feel possibility in the environmental conversation, then we'll continue to want to dig in. You know, if if we feel, um, you know, um, like there's a sense of possibility, uh, you know, with with movie theaters, um, then then perhaps we will also want to come back and engage. And 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 and, and it's true. Every human has a story, um, and and there are there are dark sides. But there are also uh, really powerful human sides that I think if if we do them honestly and we speak to them, um, there's an opportunity to really be able to um, elevate our consciousness just by connecting with. I mean, again, 10 Days in Watts was. um, Well, let me just say this. I got invited in Tim Watkins basically said, okay, come, come do this. Um, and, and I, you know, KCET, the PBS station, they mm-hmm. co-produced with me. They, they invested in this as a, as an idea. They loved this idea and, and it was made uh, again to be able to air uh, in black history month. Um, I, uh, I, you know, y- y- it's that thing where you get, you get to call like, Hey, it's going to happen. And then you go like, Oh gosh, <laughs> now I have to do this and i and I really need to make sure i honor honor the neighborhood yeah i, I felt an enormous sense of responsibility of not being yeah. able to 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 overshoot the runway or or to somehow impose my point of view in it and 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 what i what i what i've done is um really tried to honor honor these Astounding people um, who are just even brave to talk to me. I mean, s- some of them forget, you know, talking to a white guy. They they, they just don't talk, but but because of um, because of the complicated situations they've been through and the things that they've seen and the and the places, the dark alleys that they've been down. Um, again, Tim uh, Tim Watkins, who I am just uh, you know admire profoundly, um, really opened the door. To really be able to tell this story um, of his father, um, of, of of this center. and and, and again, uh, while this is focused in Watts, um, I believe that there are there are things in this story that then speak to, you know, other cities. I mean, you know, Chicago and Detroit and yeah. and, and parts of New York, and 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 these are we we address inner city issues. You know, uh, in neighborhoods that are that are low income neighborhoods, Um, as Tim says, um, um, you know, (laughs) there is great there's great possibilities here. And and and, but, you know, one has to get past the perception issues and one has to sort of get to the human element And, and when you can, then you go, oh, wow, wow. I understand. I feel them. I, I connect with them. I, I I want nothing more than to be able to kind of find ways to sort of help help that. I mean, there's so much need out there, right? There's so mm-hmm. much need in so many different areas, mm-hmm. and and, and um, trying to figure out where we can sort of focus our our help is is so important. But but I am, um, you know, again, the hope is that if we connect on a human level in in people's through their experiences and their challenges and and not all the bright shiny stuff, you know, some of the tough stuff. Um, it humanizes it, you know. Yeah. There's no, um, there's no gloss on this, uh, but but it but it is again, it's human. And the idea then is to be able to kind of have that translate. And I and and again, hopefully, um, this this microcosm of Watts can talk to the macrocosm of what's happening in other cities and 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 the challenges they face, and then the opportunities to find solutions.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was a. Uh- I moved back to Chicago about five years ago, just wanted to take a break from Hollywood and just try something else. And I started to uh, flip houses in the South side of Chicago. Uh, so I got connected with a contractor who would hire formerly convicted individuals and he would teach them, you know, carpentry and uh, you know, just offer employment opportunities. Cause a lot of the time, you know, just getting to know some of these guys um they grew up without fathers their fathers were in jail or you know not around or gone and you know it's it's you, once you start to just ask questions and i got to know some of these guys are really well and it was just heartbreaking to hear some of the stories of how they were raised and how they were brought up and how they got beat up just walking to school and their shoes stolen and you know it's like we i think sometimes we just don't realize how the, like what the challenges are from people who uh, come from some of these underserved communities. And I'm telling you, they were um, some of the hardest workers and, uh, and they were just so grateful for this opportunity to be able to, to have something and be like, you know, have some, like someone who cared about wanting to make a difference, not just in their communities, but in their lives And um, yeah, uh, it was definitely- Colin, so so
1: that's the thing as I was talking about is that that's a simple act of kindness, right? That's a simple act of kindness where you had maybe changed their entire trajectory of their entire life, right? Yeah. Um, Yeah. A formerly incarcerated person who's done time. I have a fellow in in this docuseries that he served 35 years of hard time, hard time. And, And now he's, you know, a crisis counselor. Yeah and and because he's given been given a chance and yeah. and he he really saw some dark stuff but but if you just sort of say well oh you know that's a that's a that's a convict or you know and you don't sort of take him on the take him
0: for face a, as the human that he is
1: right and, and and who are you now and what what have you learned and where where are you and you've served your time and what you know what where are you and 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 then of course then what where can where can you contribute? Um, th- he's all about the contribution and, and you working with these guys, right. Who like, Hey, you gave me a job, you know, you know, you didn't just sort of dismiss me because I wasn't, you know, c- cause I, you know, I have a record. Um, again, that's a simple act of kindness that really can change. <laughs> yeah. It's such a ripple effect, such yeah. a ripple effect. And it's such a wonderful thing.
0: Yeah. There's a, a woman who uh, created a safe haven down in, in the South side of Chicago, it's called the peace house. And uh, I got to meet her and just um, meet some of the the people that she works with. And one of the, one of the, uh, one of her assistants was leading us upstairs and that's this house that she essentially bought rehabbed it. And she has food there so kids can come and just get free food. And they, she teaches yoga classes and just, you know this place in the middle of one of the worst parts of Chicago, and uh, her assistant pointed over to this guy. He had neck tattoos, and I mean, he looked like a you know badass dude. And yeah. uh, he uh, the assistant said that used to be the biggest maddest uh, drug dealer in that neighborhood. And once this woman created this peace house. You know, he he was curious and they got to know each other. She would literally just hand out sandwiches on the sidewalk and they got to become best friends. And now he works there at this peace house to help get kids off the street. And it's I mean, it's an amazing success. story. And
1: who better to talk to them, right, than a guy who's actually sort of looked down the barrel of a gun. Right. I mean, like literally like 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 the life equivalent of like, hey, uh, you know, this could be all over and has come back from that. And 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 they speak with such authority. Right. And, yeah. and, and then can actually sort of influence by virtue of their tough experiences, influence other people's lives. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, well, it's that part of the show, Raphael, where I get to ask you your favorite movies. Are you ready? Yes. All right. So have you ever heard of the Picticular app? Picticular, no. It's an app. It's kind of like IMDb, but it has a social media component where you can it suggests movies based on your swiping pattern that it you that it may think that you will want to watch. So you swipe left or right. Um, If you don't like it, you swipe left like Tinder. And then if you, (laughs) and you can save your favorite movies and then share them with your friends. And then you can like, when people ask you like, Hey um, you know, Raphael, where can I watch your movie or where is it airing? This actually is connected to all the distribution sites like Netflix and Amazon Prime. So you can actually click on the movie and uh, it'll take you to that platform so you can watch it. It's ingenious. It's great.
1: That's great. That's great. Yeah.
0: So this part of the show is sponsored by Picticular. And the guy who created this is one of my best friends. I've known him for 20 years. He's also wow. a producer. And uh, so that's we, why we were in uh, in Sundance to help promote the app. And so, ah. yeah, so it was uh, awesome. It's a great weekend, but that being said, the first question is, what is your favorite movie of all time? Okay, so this was a hard one, because
1: honestly, I have a problem where I have a, um, depending on the week or the month, that changes, but I'm going to say for today, um, it's The Godfather.
0: Mm, excellent. Did you see the offer that was on Paramount Plus? It's about the yes. Movie. yes, yes, yes,
1: yes, oh, yes. It's Incred- great
0: great oh so cool yeah great
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah, it was great to see the actors playing the actors like uh, the guy uh, Justin Chambers played Marlon Brando Uh, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. uh, Grey's Anatomy just to see like his transformation and uh, the kid who played Al Pacino and Francis Ford Coppola like it was so good loved it so good yeah Um, okay what was your favorite movie growing up as a kid You know,
1: um, again, it was so hard. I used to watch Star Trek. I watched all the original Star Trek, all the episodes of Star Trek, probably three or four times. But I can probably say when I was a kid, um, can I give you a couple of answers? Sure, yeah. All right, I love Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Uh, I, I, but I, the thing that really hit me when I was about 11, there used to be something called The Late Late Show, or oh, the million dollar movie, million dollar movie, and uh, there was they do a like a they would do a week of um, uh, of movies around an actor, and James Cagney in Public Enemy uh, really knocked me out. Um, and, and and James Cagney, if there was any thing like God, was there ever an actor that inspired you? It's you know James Cagney. I mean that and Yankee Doodle Dandy Yankee Doodle Dandy, and 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 then all of his films. He's so otherworldly um, uh, and, and so uh, Public Enemy was probably you know one of the ones as a kid
0: yeah he just he exudes charm and charisma it's just like you know yeah he's an actor story. who definitely pops like that yeah. I also love the Shirley Temple movies but that's another story I had a
1: crush on Shirley Temple <laughs> well, did it come on. <laughs> I did come on I did I was so upset um, when I heard that was already married yeah
0: Oh. <laughs> Speaking um, of, you did mention The Godfather. Um, you said you did work with Al Pacino? Yeah, I did a play with him. Wow, what play was that? It was...
1: Uh, hold on a second. It's loading. Uh, it's part of Hickey, and it is... It's a Eugene O'Neill play, and we we did it in Los Angeles. And, uh, God, Kevin Spacey did it on, on Broadway. Oh,
0: yeah. Seen that uh,
1: in that. Um I'm, I'm blanking out it in a moment. I'll give it to you in a second. But yeah, um, yeah.
0: That's a three yeah. hour long play. That's a yep, it's really long. <laughs> yeah. Um, but working with him, was, was that,
1: uh, was, oh, my I God. Mean, oh my God. Yeah. It's just crazy, 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 crazy. Um, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, on the Iceman Cometh, that's what it's called. I'm um, sorry. Yes. Yeah. Um, it's uh, you know it was unbelievable um, to be a part of you know be on stage with him and and uh, just to watch him work and and um, the sense of freedom that he had and and the sense of kind of play that he had. Um, it, it's really a yeah.
0: It's really it's really a, a, a breathtaking. What I loved about the all uh, the series, The Offer, is how they portrayed. Um, when the studio Bob Evans didn't want to hire Al Pacino for the role and Francis Ford Coppola thought he was perfect for it. And then just to show how you know nervous Al was on those first few days of, of shooting and uh, just how brilliant Francis Ford Coppola was in knowing exactly what he needed to instill some confidence in him so that he could be successful. And it's hard to believe that someone has, you know, one of the greatest actors of all time, we forget that when they were first actors like that were first starting out, you know, they had, they were nervous, they had challenges. And it just, a lot of the times it takes someone who just believes in you and, and sees what's there to shine a light on it. And that's what I love about, uh, about that film as well. That's what great directors do in my opinion. Yeah. And great
1: teachers, right? They, they, they see you and they reflect something back to you and they, they, Um, build strength where strength exists and they and they give you um, the opportunity to kind of start to kind of grow in a direction when everything feels just like chaos you know a great teacher or a great director but um, they they can make make all the difference yeah yeah yeah, definitely all right what is your favorite romantic comedy sleepless in seattle um, is sort of Um, the one that i loved so um, not just because of the you know, I'll have what she's having. Seen, um, but um, at the time when I saw it, I had I had a I'd broken up with my girlfriend, and I, and I remember I just cried and cried and cried all the way through it, and I laughed and I cried. And um, their chemistry and their their just their magic and their their sense of play, and uh, it just was a it was a really it's such a sweet movie.
0: So, are because when you re- referenced I'll have what she's having, that was Billy Crystal and Oh wait, Ryan. That's Mick Ryan. I'm sorry. You're right, you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. It was sleepless in Seattle, though,
1: that I that that's McRyan. Thank you. You yeah. you're absolutely right.
0: Wasn't Sleepless in Seattle with Tom Hanks? Tom Hanks, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I confuse the uh, quote, but but I right. I, I do okay. mean sleepless in Seattle. Yeah. Okay. All right. Awesome. And what would you say is your favorite comedy? My
1: favorite comedy. Um I, I, and let's see, I'm trying to think I, you know, I used to love all of (laughs) all of the Marx Brothers movies. And, um, those, um, you know, had, I, I mean, when I was a kid, um, I, they're just, they're absolutely brilliant movies about kind of nothing and everything. And, and, you know, they, they, um, they give kind of just such a, Anyway, there's there, uh there, the 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 favorite one is probably a night at the opera, which is really, really, really fun.
0: Okay, I've never actually seen any Mark Spellers Phillips.
1: You haven't? Oh gosh, yeah. They're <laughs> fantastic. Okay, they're so fun. Awesome. I mean, the you know, the, the other one is of course Charlie Chaplin movies and 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 they, you know, um, or Buster Keaton. These are great movies. Great movies. If you haven't seen them, Buster Keaton movies are Unbelievable, the general, um, you know, Steamboat Bill, uh, incredible, incredible mm-hmm. movies, um, and and of course, you know, um, any any opportunity to be able to see a Charlie Chaplin film um, is a is a is a good day.
0: Awesome. <laughs> Definitely will check them out. Thanks for those recommendations. Uh, next question is, who's your favorite actor or male character? Spencer Tracy is probably my favorite actor.
1: Oh, um, wow. You know, I, I, I always loved, I mean, I told you that James Cagney is otherworldly um, um, and he is, but Spencer Tracy was, um, I mean, of course I love Brando. Of course, um, you know, we all love Clint Eastwood for, you know, in his earlier movies and, but Spencer Tracy did things that no one else did. And, and I, and I don't, I don't know, um, I, I don't you know I don't always know if he's the first one that everyone thinks of, but he he's no. he's to me he's he's the
0: he, he's the top. What well, what movie would you recommend of his? Um, you know probably uh uh,
1: see, uh probably the uh, um old please um <laughs> the 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 one that I loved was uh with. The guest who's coming to dinner um, is, you know, with Sidney Poitier. It's a great film. Um, but, you know, g- guest who's coming to dinner. Um, but, you know, Judgment. Uh, oh, let's see. Hold on a second here. Um, all, all the movies that he did um, with uh, Catherine Hepburn are incredible. And, and you know, there's just, there's a, there's, God, there's so, he did so many movies. Um, Father of the Bride is fantastic. Adam's Ooh. Rib is fantastic. State of the Union is fantastic. Um, um, yeah, Woman of the Year. I mean, Jekyll and Hyde. There's just so many great. He did. He he. What was incredible about Spencer Tracy was his ability to do nothing. Spencer Tracy could could literally do nothing on screen and be captivating. Well, that's 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 the that's the kind of the wild irony, of this, right? Like, how do you do nothing and be interesting? Yeah. Well, Spencer Tracy knew how to do that, and 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 it you don't see that like he he's it is effortless and so present. Um, that there, uh, but yeah, he he's he's the dude.
0: All right, so like I just pulled him up on particular. Yeah. So. Tells us bio and then say, uh, guess who's coming to dinner. All right. Click there, shows the trailer and then it shows you, where you can watch it. Netflix, really? Amazon, whatever. So yeah, we'll definitely check that out. Um, and last question, mm-hmm. favorite actress or female character?
1: Yeah. Um, so um, <clears throat> the, I mean, God, it's so hard. I mean, of course I- I'm, know besotted with um you know Meryl Streep um she could read the phone book um Mm -hmm. but in a in a kind of an off offbeat I mean I just in terms of Spencer Tracy Catherine Hepburn really um is dreamy um absolutely dreamy so elegant so beautiful um I I also uh loved Anna Mignani um and you know um who was another uh (laughs) <laughs> you know, just incredible, incredible, uh, just powerhouse. And, and and then you know, um, the other um, the other person who absolutely mystifies me and I can't take my eyes off her is uh, Audrey Hepburn, um, who is um, beautiful and classy and funny and elegant and and brings uh, class and yet. Uh, She seems like both the girl next door and, you know, the person you'd want to be with. Um, um, Everything about her was charming and delightful. And, and, um, and, and you just can't take your eyes off her. So I, you know, again, hard to, you know, drill down, but those are the actor actresses that, that, that inspire me.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Well, Rafael, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being here. I know a lot of people uh, I'm sure got some great insight from you tonight. So thank you for your generosity and wish you all the best with, uh, Tom, again.
1: thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. And thank you You're for welcome. your, your, your sense of mission and, and clearly about wanting to sort of talk about the bigger things and, and, and just, you know, what matters and how we, how we find our way through and, 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 uh, you know, navigate, you know, this thing called life. I, I so appreciate, uh, what you've, um, what you've committed yourself to doing. So, and obviously you've got a great audience who sort of support that. Um, Mm -hmm. and thanks too, for helping me get the word out about 10 days and Watts. I'm, I'm proud of it and I'm excited about, um, it, it hitting the airwaves and, and I, and I hope, you know, people can find it on PBS streaming.
0: Awesome. And I can't wait to see only in theaters as well. Is that available for streaming right now or?
1: no cuz I, I couldn't open a movie called only in theaters only on streaming right so i i um i had to do it in the movie theater so we opened in la um are uh now right now playing in movie theaters in new york city and, and i am um <clears throat> if you go to our website onlyintheaters.com we're also playing in cities now all over the country um okay. and maybe it's coming to you uh, eventually it will there will be a streaming site that will find it and 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 will will blast that out but okay. at the moment it's a movie about the love of cinema and about the love of going to the movies. So we're playing in movie theaters um, and, awesome. and hope people can come find it.
0: Awesome. All right. Well, have a great rest of your night, a great week, and uh, thanks, Colin. I would love to work with you down the road. So I'm going to manifest that too. Sounds. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. Let's do it. Let's. All do right. It. Sounds yeah. good. Thanks, okay. Appreciate it. Take care. Cheers. All right, everyone. Another amazing interview. Um, Hopefully you guys got as much out of that as I did. Uh, Thanks for uh, being here. And on the topic of gratitude, yeah, just uh, so appreciate you guys um, showing up and supporting everything that I'm doing. And uh, yeah, just Rafael just reminded me again that life is, uh, it truly is about giving back and expressing gratitude. um, As he said, even when things are not going the way you want them to, just thinking about what you're grateful for can help shift that uh, shift your perspective. And really one of the things that um, one of the quotes that I love that I heard Tom Hanks say when he was giving an interview, uh, he said, this too shall pass. And whenever anything is uh, not going the way that I'd like it to um, you know, we all have bumps in the road in our lives. And I just remind myself, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. And during, this whole process of uh, of elevating in our lives, um, as we were talking about Raphael, I liked what he said about how the challenges that he dealt with were learning to adapt to different parts of his, different times in his life. Because as we get older, you know, we start to change and transform, and like he said, things that used to work for us may not work for us now. So life is all about growing, and getting out of your comfort zone as i always like to say and again a great opportunity to do that is uh through my inspire course which starts this sunday so if you want more information about that how you can jump in we've got a great group of people and i'm excited uh it's going to be an incredible six weeks of manifestation goal setting and uh, we're going to be talking about uh, movies every week and again the theme for each week whatever uh we what we're going to be doing in the inspire course I assigned a film related to that theme for that week. And it's all designed to just create a more expansive self-identity so that you can go out there and achieve and pursue your goals and your dreams in life and uh, and then be able to help each other do that. Um, Also, we've got the 90-day challenge. So we'd love for you guys to join us for that. Uh, R3 Stem Cell is doing this 90-day challenge to help us get healthier and be the best versions of ourselves. So you can sign up for that by going to r3stemcell.com, and uh, we've got information. Actually, it's uh, the Instagram handle is r3stemcellofficial, so you can sign up there, and each week, my actor friends and some doctors and nutritionists, we jump on Facebook or Instagram, and we share all kinds of uh, knowledge and insight, and it's a great way for you to challenge yourself to get healthy, because we want to be around for a while, right? And uh, again, this is all about elevating and um, it's just being the best version of yourself. So have a great rest of your week and we will see you next Monday night. Have an amazing rest of your evening and uh, go out there and just do what inspires you. I can't say it enough. Just being at the Sundance Film Festival this weekend was incredibly inspiring. And um, yeah, I'm excited to be working on my project. So go out do the same and uh, see you guys next week. Take care.